Good morning, everyone. March 19th today, or is it the 18th? Get ahead of myself. It is March 18th, and it is another gorgeous day, 67 degrees. Maybe I was jumping ahead on the, the thinking we were warming up. We're not warming up quite yet. Hopefully, you guys are having a nice morning. We're going to look over into this day in history and look at what happened on the 19th of March. First spacewalk conducted by Alexei Levinoff on 1965 on this day. First spacewalk for um, a 12-minute spacewalk. Interesting. This is a sad one. Um, this is... You look into church history and just you just shake your head sometimes. The Grandmaster of the Knights Templar, Jacques... De Molay and other Templars are burned at the stake, ending the Knights Templar. This is in 1307, King Philip IV of France was deeply in debt to the Knights Templars, arrested Molay and tortured him into making a false confession. Then Molay recanted his confession. Philip then had him burned at the stake in front of Notre Dame in Paris. The order for the arrest was issued on Friday, October the 13th, 1307, which is claimed to be the basis for the belief that Friday the 13th is bad luck. Templars, of course, believe that they were God's chosen to go liberate the temple in Jerusalem. And, uh, of course, it, they did not. Let's look over at a couple of dad jokes. How about this one? I am really excited for the Amateur Autopsy Club I just joined. Tuesday is open mic night. <laughs> That's pretty sick. How about this one? Mm, why are bakers so rich? This is what you say to your little girl, I guess. They make so much dough. That's pretty bad. Well, if you will open up your Bibles, we are going to be in Psalm 90. Psalm 90, and as we're going chronologically, we will see why. This is actually a psalm, it's attributed to Moses, and it could be the oldest psalm written the first of the Psalms written by Moses 400 years before David. So the Psalms are David, Solomon, include hundreds of years of different people writing a collection. So this is Psalm 90. Father God, guide us and direct us as we look into your word. Thank you for this time that we have with you. As we always do, God, we just are amazed by the things that you show us and teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. This is God's eternity with man's transitoriness. A prayer of Moses, the man of God. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man back into dust and say, Return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight were like yesterday when it passed by. Or as a watch in the night, you have swept them away like a flood. They fall asleep. In the morning they are like grass which sprouts anew. In the morning it flourishes and sprouts anew. 
Toward evening it fades and withers away. For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we have been dismayed. You have placed our iniquities before you, our secret sins in light of your presence. For all our days have declined in your fury. We have finished our years like a sigh. As for the days of our life, they contain seventy years, or if due to strength, eighty years. Yet their pride is but labor and sorrow. For soon it is gone and we fly away. Who understands the power of your anger and your fury according to the fear that is due you? So teach us to number our days that we may present to you a heart of wisdom. Do return, O Lord. How long will it be? And be sorry for your servants. O satisfy us in the morning with your loving kindness that we may sing for joy and be glad in our days. Make us glad according to the days you have afflicted us and the years we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your majesty to their children. Let the favor of the Lord, our God, be upon us and confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. That's a... Interesting psalm, there's not a whole lot I can add to that other than the inter- the timing of it being written during the time of the wandering, where they certainly saw the anger of God when they rebelled against him and they did not want to turn back and they kept complaining and murmuring and after everything God had done for them, and <laughs> he's just going and take the land. They go, nope, too many giants, don't want to do it. And then they try and go on their own, as we saw yesterday, and they are, they're wiped out over and over and over again. They are completely disobedient. And yet here we have Moses crying out to him and saying, God, just show us, teach us to number our days, show us, help us to see where in all of our labors you're still a good God, you're still there. But it is the, as the title says, the transitory transitoriousness of men we're very transitory we're here for just a moment like a vapor we're reading in james here today like a vapor gone tomorrow god is everlasting and so it is wise to number our days to make an account of who we are in this world and decide what's important is it important to put everything aside your spiritual walk your values your morals just to get some fleshly need met, money, new toy, a fleshly relationship, and, and, and to the exclusion of what's really important and lasting, which is spiritual relationships, following after God, being obedient to Him. It's not worth it. Numbers chapter 16, Korah's rebellion. Now Korah, the son of Isar, the son of Koath, the son of Levi, with Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the sons of Peleth, the sons of Reuben, took action, and they rose up before Moses together with some of the sons of Israel, 250 leaders of the congregation chosen in the assembly, men of renown. They assembled together against Moses and Aaron, and they said to them, You have gone far enough, for all the congregation are holy. Every one of them and the Lord is in their midst. So why do you exalt yourselves above the assembly of the Lord? 
When Moses heard this, he fell on his face, and he spoke to Korah and all his company, saying, Tomorrow morning the Lord will show who is his and who is holy, and will bring him near to himself, even the one whom he will choose. He will bring near to himself. Do this, take censers for yourselves, Korah, and all your company. Put fire in them, and lay incense upon them in the presence of the Lord tomorrow. And the man whom the Lord chooses shall be the one who is holy. You have gone far enough, you sons of Levi. Then Moses said to Korah, Hear now, O sons of Levi, is it not enough for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the rest of the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself, to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord, and to stand before the congregation to minister to them? And that he has brought you near, Korah, and all your brothers, sons of Levi, with you? And are you seeking for the priesthood also? Therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. But as for Aaron, who is he that you grumble against him? Then Moses sent a summons to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab. And they said, we will not come up. Is it not enough that you have brought us up out of the land flowing with milk and honey to have us die in the wilderness? But you would also lord it over us? Indeed, you have not brought us into the land flowing with milk and honey, nor have you given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Would you put out the eyes of these men? We will not come up. Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, Do not regard their offering. I have not taken a single donkey from them, nor have I done harm to any of them. Moses said to Korah, You and all your company be present before the Lord tomorrow, both you and they, along with Aaron. Each of you take his fire pan and put incense on it, and each of you bring his censer before the Lord. 250 fire pans, also you and Aaron, shall bring his fire pan. So they each took his own censer and put fire on it, and they laid incense on it, and they stood at the doorway of the tent of meeting with Moses and Aaron. Thus Korah assembled all the congregation against them at the doorway of the tent of meeting, and the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying, Separate yourselves from among the congregation, that I may consume them instantly. But they fell on their faces and said, O God, God of the spirits of all flesh, when one man sins, will you be angry with the entire congregation? Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the congregation, saying, Get back from around the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Moses arose and went to Dathan and Abiram, with the elders of the sons of Israel following him. And he spoke to the congregation, saying, Depart now from the tents of these wicked men, Touch nothing that belongs to them, or you will be swept away in all their sin. So they got back from around the dwelling of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the doorway of their tents, along with their wives and their sons and their little ones. Moses said, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these deeds. For this is not my doing, but if men die, the death of all men or if they suffer the fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord brings about an entirely new thing, and the ground opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that is 
theirs. And they descend alive into Sheol. Then you will understand that these men have spurned the Lord. And he finished when, as he finished speaking all these words, the ground that was under them split open, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up, and their households, and all the men who belonged to Korah with their possessions. So they and all that belonged to them went down alive to Sheol, and the earth closed over them, and they perished from the midst of the assembly. All Israel who were around them fled at their outcry, for they said, The earth may swallow us up. Fire also came forth from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering the incense. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Say to Eleazar, the son of Aaron, the priest, that he shall take up the censers out of the midst of the blaze, for they are holy, and you scatter the burning coals abroad. As for the censers of these men who have sinned at the cost of their lives, let them be made into hammered sheets for the plating of the altar, since they did present them before the Lord, and they are holy, and they shall be assigned to the sons of Israel. So Eleazar the priest took the bronze censers, which the men who were burned had offered, and they hammered them out as plating for the altar, as a reminder to the sons of Israel that no layman who is not of the descendants of Aaron should come near to burn incense before the Lord, so that he will not become like Korah and his company, just as the Lord had spoken to him through Moses. Verse 41. But on the next day, all the congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron, saying, You are the ones who have caused the death of the Lord's people. It came about, however, that when the congregation had assembled against Moses and Aaron, that they turned towards the tent of meeting, and behold, a cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. Then Moses and Aaron came to the front of the tent of meeting, and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Get away from among this congregation, that it may consume them instantly. Then they fell on their faces, Moses and Aaron. Take your censer and put in it fire from the altar and lay incense on it. Then bring it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone forth from the Lord. The plague has begun. Then Aaron took it as Moses had spoken and ran into the midst of the assembly. For behold, the plague had begun among the people. So he put on the incense and made atonement for the people. He took his stand between the dead and the living so that the plague was checked. But those who died by the plague were 14,700, besides those who died on account of Korah. Then Aaron returned to Moses at the doorway of the tent of meeting, and the plague was checked. This whole event just seems to defy logic, common understanding, that the people who saw Moses with Aaron with the rod performed the plagues of Egypt while they were just slaves, follow Moses and Aaron to the Red Sea. Watch God use the rod and Aaron and Moses depart the Red Sea, defeat the Egyptian army, then go to the well, then you know find the, the springs of water, change the bitter water into fresh, then go and strike the rock and, and have the rock open up. Then Moses go up to Mount Sinai alone, 40 days, again another 40 days, miraculously, no food this whole time. Bring down the Ten Commandments, the, the whole writings for the tabernacle. And they still think 
that they're somehow just as connected to God as Moses? Moses, whose face shone, who had to cover his face because of the glory of the Lord? During this time, it would seem that his face was still being covered because of the glory of the Lord and his time spent with the Lord. And these Levites, who again were part of the ministers they ministered in the tabernacle, were chosen by God, given a new title, which hadn't been, they'd only been that way for a couple of years. And now they're saying, oh, you know what? We think we're just same level with God as you are, glowing his face and all this other stuff. Um, not a wise move. And so Moses said, okay. And this is the humble man that Moses was. He just said, let's put it before the Lord and let him make this choice. And he did. And we see the result. Ministry does a funny thing to people. When people come into the church and they start serving and God starts using them, they often start getting that kind of mentality. Well, if God can use the pastor, I can, I can do what he does. It doesn't. Why am I the one that, you know, second or third in command? Why am I not the one that's up on the stage every Sunday and that kind of thing? And they start start down that road, and um, it usually doesn't end well. And this is what happens. Many, many people die. And then these people who just saw this with Korah and the ground open up and swallow them, the next day they start murmuring against Moses? Not understanding that it was God who was doing this? I mean, how do you blame Moses for the opening up the ground and swallowing up these people? And even if they were attributed to some wicked, evil power, do you really want to come up against Moses? In that kind of a sense, whether good or evil, they still do, and the plague breaks out. Defies understanding, in my mind, other than just really hard hearts. Well, here we go with Charles Purgeon. Continue upright. The prayer of the upright is his delight. Proverbs 15.8, the prayer of the upright is his delight. This is as good as a promise, for it declares a present fact which will be the same throughout all ages. God takes great pleasure in the prayers of upright men. He even calls them his delight. Our first concern is to be upright, neither bending this way or that, continue upright, nor crooked with policy, nor prostrate by yielding to evil. Be you upright in strict integrity and straightforwardness. If we begin to shuffle and shift we shall be left to shift for ourselves. If we try crooked ways, we shall find that we cannot pray. And if we pretend to do so, we shall find our prayers shut out of heaven. Are we acting in a straight line and thus following out the Lord's revealed will? Then let us pray much and pray in faith. If our prayer is God's delight, let us not stint him in that which gives him pleasure. He does not consider the grammar of it, nor the metaphysics of it, nor the rhetoric of it. And all these men might despise it. He, as a father, takes pleasure in the life springs of his own babes, the stammering of his newborn sons and daughter. Should we not delight in the prayer, since the Lord delights in it? Let us make errands to the throne. The Lord finds us enough reasons for prayer. We ought to thank him.
that it is so. Well, that is a good way to end this morning. And with that, I think we should thank him. Father God, thank you for this morning. And thank you for giving us direction. By your word, God, we can stand upright. By your word, we can walk upright before you. And we can find our direction. We can find, God, the things that you want us to see and the things you want us to do. And so we thank you because your manna that we partake every morning strengthens us and gives us the ability to stand upright. We know we're forgiven. We know that we have been chosen. We know that we have a direction in our life. We know that we do not have to bow to the world nor to try and fit into it. We can be ourselves. And for that, Father, we are most grateful. For we have purpose and we have been chosen. And thank you, God, that we are as priests. But help us to walk after after your Savior, God, Father God, after our Lord and Savior, our High Priest. Let us not become prideful and try and go ahead of him and try and gain up for ourselves positions in ministry of authority that you do not want us to have. Help us to be humble like Moses. And thank you for the beautiful ministries that you have given to many of us in so many different ways. And one of the most powerful, again, is our kids and our grandkids because they're listening and they're watching. Thank you for for all that you are doing and the people you are healing. We thank you for our brother Francisco, who's now in Guadalajara with his daughter Amelia in the hospital, looking um, to get treatment for his tumors. We pray, God, those tumors are, are benign, that they're not malignant. And, uh, and Father, we wait to see the results, but right now you could be shrinking those tumors as he lay in that bed. Father, give him the rest that his body needs and the rest his mind needs. And Father, let him feel, understand, and know that we are praying for him. And we, uh, we're there. Thank you for Amelia. Just bless her. She's there to take care of him. Help her be his mouthpiece and uh, that she be able to make the decisions and speak for him. So God, we put him in his health in your hands and ask that you bless Ruby Amadeo is there back here by Arda God as well, that they put their trust in you while they cannot be there, but uh, you just give them assurance that you're in control. Thank you for that, God, and thank you for the many things you are doing. There's a, a big movement in Calvary Chapel now in Poland, organizing, helping, having storehouses, food, clothing, doing amazing things for the people that are flooding over into Poland from the Ukraine. Thank you for blessing them, God. And we pray for your guidance and direction for Tony and Bernice who want to, from our fellowship that want to go over there next month to help in Poland. If that is your will, Father, just make all that come together and bless them on their trip over there and use them. So we thank you. And, and again, just give clarity to that vision, to that prayer for them. And uh, we ask you bless and use those, in, um, those working in Calvary Chapel over in Poland as they're, they're um, probably not even sleeping because of the flood of people that are coming in every hour from the Ukraine. Thank you for that. They're able to get out. Thank you for the couple named the blessings that uh, are working behind the scenes that are there, taking people in their homes, giving them 
getting them where they need to go, giving them food, giving them shelter, a place to change clothes and shower. Thank you for their um, unbelievable willingness to help so, so, so many people on a daily basis. And there's many people like that, Father, we don't even know about. But thank you for the, the amazing things you're doing. And again, bring an end to the war, God, we pray. Bring an end to this horrible war quickly because, Father, if not, we can see this thing spiraling out and continuing to grow and not ending until you come back. So, I mean, we want to go home, Father, but we don't want to see, we don't want to see this, the, the loss of life. We don't want to see the, the horrible stench of war. We, we desire to see your, your harvest, God, right now before the Ezekiel 38 war comes. So thank you, Father. We praise you. And we ask your blessing upon this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. That'll do it for today. So thank you, guys. We will see you tomorrow as we will continue on No Doubt in the Old Testament in Numbers. Who knows if we get another psalm or not. And we will finish off. So look forward to seeing you there. Keep looking up. Keep praising the Lord and share the Lord with somebody today. Bye-bye. Welcome to Manna for Breakfast, the daily Bible reading devotional which chronologically takes you through the Word of God from Genesis to Revelation in one year. Grab a cup of coffee and your Bible and join us as we journey together through God's Word.